Bet365 sponsors our podcast and they feature over 300,000 sporting events on their betting app. It's got everything you need to bet on sport. Bet365 are offering a wide range of markets, including first, last or anytime goal scorers. With over 45 million members, it's the world's favorite online betting company. With the Bet365 Bet Builder, you can combine match results, players to score, number of goals and more to create your own personalized bet. And if you can't watch the games live, with Bet365's Match Live feature, you can follow every moment through live graphics and text. Bet365 is the world's favorite online sport betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Starcast, the German football pod brought to you by The Athletic. The longest ever Bundesliga season is over and the shortest ever one is about to start. We ask, does length matter and how will it impact on Bayern Munich's performance levels? Can an even younger Borussia Dortmund find some consistency under Lucien Favre? Will Leipzig push on or plateau? Who's in the race for the Champions League and who will labour where the sun don't shine? At the bottom. These and many more questions will be answered here on Starcast. We're delighted to welcome our regular super guru of all things German football, Christoph Biermann, back to the fold, having extended his one year loan deal from El Freunde. But before we get going, let me remind you that the Athletic sensational content is currently available for just one pound per month. Go to theathletic.com slash starcastpod to take advantage of that. Cool. Christoph, how excited are you about the return of the Bundesliga? Ooh, uh, a bit, yes. I mean, we had the uh, German Cup on the weekend, so actually we had some uh, football fans back in the stadiums. Not everywhere, mm -hmm. but in, in some stadiums. And uh, maybe we will see the same thing next weekend when the Bundesliga is going to start. So at least we, we have some of the uh, football atmosphere back. And uh, otherwise, uh, I'm wondering if we have a... A, a title race uh, or if it's uh, the race for the champion behind Bayern Munich. We had a very quiet transfer market and so everything is a bit muted so far, I would say. Yeah, it, does, it certainly doesn't feel quite, quite like the usual fully formed excitement that we that we usually would have in, in August. Um, this being September, everything is a little bit different. Um, as you said, the effects of coronavirus crisis certainly having a knock-on effect on the Bundesliga's finances. I think they've spent the least money collectively since 2012. So basically going back almost a decade, uh, which shows you just how limited the cash flow is. And that's even with Hertha in the league. Yes, and I think it's a quarter from what the club spent last season. And I think if we put it all together, maybe Chelsea spent more money than the entire Bundesliga. And most of the clubs are very cautious in how they approach uh, the season. A lot of clubs have signed only players where they didn't have to pay a transfer fee or spend very, very uh, small money. And uh, so everybody is kind of uh, 
uh, trying to find their ways uh, through the crisis and and not being too um, yeah they are very cautious. That's the main thing. How cautious will you be when I when I ask you about Bayern's ninth title in row? Is it a given? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Hansi Flick is 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 a bit complaining about the depth of his uh, squad. Perisic uh, went, uh, Coutinho is, um, his loan uh, situation is over. Thiago very likely will leave Bayern Munich and uh, we don't know about Alaba. Javi Martinez. Javi Martinez. So I think they need some some backups because it will be a, a physically it will be a complicated season with very uh, few days off. So the the load for the players will be very high during the uh, season and um, especially with Bayern Munich competing in the Champions League and and so on. And so I understand um, the complaints of Hansi Flick and I think um, Hassan Salihamidzic will will come uh, with. Uh, one or two solutions in the next uh, three weeks before the transfer window is closing. Yeah, it's not easy for Bayern. I think they need to sell before they can buy. They still need a right back to play there when Benjamin Pavard is either injured or doesn't want to play there anymore. They need not just a Perisic replacement, but ideally a fourth winger um, in Flick's system. They're sort of short two at the moment. And as you said, they still don't know whether David Alaba and maybe perhaps Jerome Boateng will be there come yeah. the uh, end of the transfer window so maybe there's a bit of hope for the uh, for the other contenders yeah uh, what i found interesting i mean the star signing so far is leroy sané uh, well, the only one the only one yeah and but um, hansi flick was uh, kind of criticizing him. I mean, we have discussed this here extensively. The kind of football Bayern Munich is is playing. Um, there is a a lot of defensive work involved by the attacking players with the high press, and so. And obviously, Hansi Flick was not so happy about what he saw from Leroy Sané uh, so far. But uh, but let's see how our things de develop. On the other hand side, I, I think um, it's 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 great to have him back in the Bundesliga because he is a very entertaining player to see. Yeah, Hansi Flick making the point that uh, there was a lot more work against the ball necessary. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to pressing and harassing, the kind of stuff that uh, Sunny should be used to from his time at Manchester City. But perhaps one of the reasons why he's no longer at Manchester City uh, for the liking of. Uh, Pep Guardiola maybe not quite enough effort without the ball. That's one to watch. So if it's not Bayern, if there should be some weakness, if they perhaps are a little bit overwhelmed by the amount of games and the uh, the effects of a of a thinning squad, will it be Dortmund's year in Favre's last year potentially? Mm. Potentially, yes. Um, I, I doubt it, actually. Um, and, and I think that's uh, the other part of the story. As you rightly mentioned, you, 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 you need a Bayern side that uh, is showing some problems we, can't, we don't see at that time of the year and it's it's probably to imagine them but who knows what happens also with injuries or or maybe with corona infection i i think this might be also a, a important factor during the season but you also need 
strong competitors and um and Borussia Dortmund is I mean they are uh, it's also on good days it's 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 so much fun to watch them they have so many young players it's so enjoyable to watch them uh, Haaland for for example also Julian Brandt and um everybody is already praising Jude Bellingham uh, the guy who came from from Birmingham City and 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 so um it will be an interesting team to watch, but but I have my doubts if they will be the team that can really uh, set Bayern Munich under pressure. Why why is it? I mean, they they brought Thomas Munier, they brought in Bellingham, they brought in uh, Renier from uh, Real Madrid on loan, uh, who looks quite exciting, another attacking midfielder. I mean, the depth in the squad seems to be there. Yeah, but again, my impression from from last season um, that they lack consistency. And that has also to do probably with youth and with the kind of players they have. So on a good day, they can be very good. And um, but the problem is how 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 good are you on an average day? And when you look at, at Bayern Munich on an average day, they are always still very good and um, Borussia Dortmund dropped a lot of points last season uh, in amazing matches against uh, opponents where you wouldn't expect it. Uh, remember Fortuna Düsseldorf, remember uh, losing at Union Berlin, um, Paderborn. Paderborn, the famous uh, 3-3 where they equalized, where they came back from a 3-0 uh, and equalized uh, shortly before the end of the match. So, so they had a lot of this kind of matches, matches, and and I, I think it's 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 important for them to overcome this. But as I said, you you need a stability for that, and I, uh, I have my doubts that they. Uh, can establish it to an extent where they uh, can can really put um, uh, Bayern under pressure. I mean, one more word on Dortmund because I think they are a fascinating uh, club and, and team for many reasons this season. Uh, one of them being that Lucien Favre is in his last year of his contract and there have been absolutely no attempt, at least to my knowledge, to renew, uh, which leaves him in the famous lame duck position. Do you think that will be... A hindrance, uh, a problem for for Dortmund as well, for someone who doesn't seem to exert the kind of emotional magnetic pull on his team that much, that the team also know there's a good chance he'll be off in a few months' time. I think that will develop during the season. So, so if if they find the right track for the season, I, I think um, they can finish it without any of these problems. But if some problems are showing up so it's the easiest thing to do yeah but we the coach is in his last months and blah 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 and and then you have this lame duck uh, thinking in uh, in a team and then it's, uh, it's it's making the problem that you already have have bigger but i i totally agree with you i i don't um, i don't expect that they will um, offer Favre an extension of the contract and will look some, for somebody else next season. And that somebody else might be, drumroll, Julian uh -huh. Nagelsmann? Yeah? No, I don't know. I don't know. But Julian Nagelsmann, that's just my way of going on, getting on to Leipzig. Maybe slightly <laughs> clumsily. Um, yeah, but, but, I, I, but, but I think you I mean, it, it there would is some be... Lo it, logic uh, behind yeah. it uh, and I, yeah. I think uh, Julian Nagelsmann would be a, 
a great coach for, for Borussia Dortmund because I, I think Julian Nagelsmann would be a, gr a great coach for almost every team as he has shown over over the last years and uh, especially also this season. So uh, uh, last season, sorry. And um, yeah, I, I think they will uh, they will talk about him at, at Borussia Dortmund and maybe uh, trying to find ways to to get him. But but I think it's very complicated. And also there is this complicated relationship uh, between Uh, Borussia Dortmund and RB Leipzig. So uh, I, I think there wouldn't be uh, RB Leipzig wouldn't be helpful at all <laughs> to uh, get uh, Nagelsmann out, out of out of a contract. He's got one more year left. Yeah. Or maybe Favre will stick around for one more year then for for like for Nagelsmann to keep the bench warm. But uh, let's talk about Leipzig. Are we going to see? A sustained challenge for them or is the best Leipzig team already a thing of the past? I'm thinking of Timo Werner leaving. I'm thinking of um, one or two players who are perhaps on the verge of, of leaving. Uh, Diopo Meccano is still there, but uh, clearly um, open um, to, to move um, certainly next summer um, when the situation is very similar to Timo Werner's was with a fixed release clause. Can they push on Or is this going to be another season of plateauing at a very high level, but not beyond uh, the top three? Yeah, I would, I would fully agree. Um, I, I, I think what they are lacking to, uh, to be a, a serious contender for the, um, for the German title is actually a, a world-class or international-class uh, striker. They had him with uh, Timo Werner. He is gone. They haven't replaced him on the same level. I think um, they they will find ways to uh, to score goals uh, with a, maybe a bit different kind of of, of uh, play, and um, and I think they won't uh, dramatically drop because Werner is gone. Also, Schick is gone. I mean, they had borrowed him from Roma, but uh, they couldn't buy him. He went to uh, Bayer Leverkusen, and 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 I think. They, they will have a, a strong team, they will play um, uh, interesting, uh, entertaining football, but um, uh, to, to, to become a, a top, top team, they, they have this gap up front. Are they and Dortmund in this, in this weird position where it's almost easier to do well in the Champions League than it is to do in the Bundesliga? Why would it be so? What's your thinking about it? I mean, of course, it depends how you define doing well in the Champions League, but... I just feel that there are teams that can beat almost any team on any given day, but don't have quite the same level of, as you said, consistency to compete with Bayern in a league where you'll probably mm -hmm. have to win 29 out of 34 games to be anywhere near Uh, beating Bayern. It's a good point. I think there are some similarities between uh, RB Leipzig and uh, Borussia Dortmund in, in that respect. And that has to do with the youth of, of the team, always with the youth of, of, of many players. So they, on a good day, this can create a, a special excitement and, and they are 
we have this uh, strange football mathematics and they play 120% or 130% or so because um, yeah they are excited by by the situation and by a, a, a single match and playing in the Champions League playing against big opponents uh, but then it's difficult to go we don't have the equivalent of the um, uh, rainy day in Stoke or windy and rainy day in Stoke but uh, to play in Bielefeld or uh, to play at home against Augsburg or, or Freiburg and um, to get to a certain level I think in this kind of matches a youth is not always helpful uh, especially if you have so many young players as um, Borussia Dortmund has up front and uh, RB Leipzig um, in general has. Wouldn't it be great if every clothing store you shopped at had only your size, the stars you like, and everything at the price you want? Well, Stitch Fix is a company focused on doing just that. It's an online personal styling company that makes getting the clothes you love simple. It's a completely different way to shop, and it's all about you. To get started, go to stitchfix.co.uk slash stylecasts to set up your profile, and they'll deliver great looks personalized just for you. You'll pay a £10 styling fee for each fix, which is credited towards anything you keep. Schedule at any time with no subscription. Delivery and returns are completely free and easy, so you can always send back items that aren't right for you. Get started with Stitch Fix today by going to stitchfix.co.uk slash stylecast right now and make sure you use our show's name to support our podcast. And Borussia Mönchengladbach are in a similar boat i guess i mean they're they're a very young team they're the fourth team that have qualified for the champions league they also looked as if they might be i don't want to say challenging for the title but they had this great run halfway through the last season when they were top for eight or nine weeks will they take a bit of a hit with uh the extra champions league games coming up and that kind of mental exertions that, that those games come with. I think we've seen it in the past for teams who are perhaps not used to playing in the Champions League, that those big games against big opponents uh, take away some of the, I think, focus, some of the mental ability to then go on to the next game and play against Hoffenheim or Cologne or Freiburg away. Is that going to be the story for Gladbach or are we going to see them become the fourth force in, in German football. RB Leipzig was, was able to overcome this uh, last season, interestingly. Last season, uh, yes. I'm not so sure about uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, so, so we actually have to see that. But of the three teams we have been spoken about uh, so far, apart from Bayern Munich, I found them, the in a way, the most consistent and, and the one where I also expect uh, some further development uh, this season. So they... Uh, changed their style last season when uh, Marco Rose came in. Um, now they have played it a whole season very successfully, um, finishing uh, fourth, uh, qualifying for the Champions League. And 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 actually, I, I think they might be able to stabilize themselves on a, on a, a higher level. But uh, you are right. Again, there is a distraction coming from, from the Champions League. And it's not only a distraction, it's also a, a load, an extra load um, with a lot of games and, and travel and, and, and so on. And that in a very dense calendar. But I expect a lot from Borussia Mönchengladbach this season. Is there any of the new signings that you think could be could be 
the surprise success? Not so sure. I, I think it's 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 not the kind of signings where you uh, where, where a team makes a kind of whop, a, a, a go to another level. It's more like stabilizing the the level that you have on more shoulders and to give you more more options. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, chasing pack, the teams who want to get back into the Champions League. I think we have to mention uh, Leverkusen there, also Hertha, still flush with all that money from the investor last winter, really pushing. And maybe Wolfsburg as well, I guess, part of the conversation. Who do you see closest of those uh, when it comes to getting back into the Champions League next season? Interestingly, Hertha, although they have massive problems so far in 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 this season uh, they went out of the german cup 4-5 um, at braunschweig and we're talking not about the a result after penalties but um, after 90 minutes so they were able to score four goals away but they uh, conceded five goals away against a team that was uh, is newly promoted to the second division but they have a they have an interesting squad with with um, in Matthias Cunha, I, I think an outstanding, very interesting player, Lucas Toussaint from Lyon coming in, and um, but obviously what they haven't found so far, and that is something um, Bruno Labbadia is talking about um, uh, publicly a lot, is as a kind of structure hierarchy. Um, uh, we have this famous uh, German Führungsspieler thing, so, so leaders of, of the team. And, and uh, Hertha is, is really struggling with it because they uh, a lot of these experienced players um, they, that were the backbone of the team uh, left uh, this summer. Uh, Ibizovic, for example, who, who who plays for Schalke now with 36 years old, uh, Selbred, um, who was at many years at Hertha, and so on. And and so they they have to find a new structure. But if they find it, or if they bring in maybe somebody who is able to to put the team internally together then i think they could could be um the surprise team of the season but maybe also oh. the surprise team in in, in the other direction <laughs> if they don't make, yeah it's 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 a, a interesting uh, team to watch up but but i think not interesting in a way um hertha fans uh, <laughs> uh, love to see it well maybe maybe i mean we saw some signs of of things gelling uh, last season uh, under Bruno Labbadia, but as you said, to concede five in the first game, perhaps not the ideal way to prepare <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, for the for the new season. However, scoring seven, uh, that's that's a little bit better, no? Leverkusen, uh, albeit uh, against uh, very lowly opposition in the cup. Um, Norderstedt, Eintracht Norderstedt. Norderstedt, yes, the famous Eintracht Norderstedt uh, from Division Four. Yeah, Regionalliga Nord. Yeah. They did score seven goals, and that's, of course, without Kai Havertz and Kevin Folland, who've both uh, moved on. Do you think that they've been able to replace them well? Uh, no. I, I think in the case of Folland, yes. Um, he is a, uh, he's a, he's a good uh, striker, no, no doubt about it. And, and he was um, yeah, kind of one of the faces of this uh, Leverkusen team because he has been playing there many years. Um, but, but I think he is 
is not, probably not an outstanding uh, striker and maybe they found in in Schick uh, who I already mentioned uh, somebody who, who will be able to replace him but they um, and I, but I think uh, Harvard's uh, going to Chelsea will leave a enormous yeah whole uh, emptiness void gap or whatever in the game and and I think it will be uh, it will be uh, very complicated uh, uh, to replace him and and you you can't him replace him in bringing in another player and uh, saying uh, so uh, you are Kai Harvards now but maybe we uh, they have this Florian Wirtz this um, this other Team sensation, yeah, he is the next wonder kid, and and maybe if he is developing as fast as Kai Harvards did, maybe he is he is um, he is able to be very soon as influential as uh, Kai Harvards was for Bayer Leverkusen. So let's see. So uh, he is somebody really worth uh, uh, watching because uh, what you see, he has a. A fantastic uh, set of talents. Yeah, will Wolfsburg be? Uh, will they be worth watching uh, next season? Oliver Glasner with a decent enough first season, qualifying for the Europa League again, but perhaps not quite. Yeah, getting the team to the level where we felt that they're actually a bona fide a big side uh, once more. Defensively improved, but they can be a little bit sluggish and a little bit slow. Any any hope that they can be better? I mean, I just noticed looking at their. The squad that they have Joao Felix now, uh, but that's not one player, unfortunately, it's two. It's Joao Victor and Klaus Felix. Still. <laughs> Wolfsburg falls a bit in the category of um, a solid but boring. So I, I did not find it particularly interesting to, to watch Wolfsburg last season, and I don't see why that should change. I, I think they are solid. They they played some, some good and entertaining matches. They have have uh, some some good players and and uh, especially Wout Wehorst, uh, for example, he is a one of the very good strikers in the Bundesliga. But but altogether, it, it's it's a bit like, oh, and maybe that's that also has a bit to do with the with the style of play under under Glasner. And but maybe I'm in the end I'm completely wrong, and we will see some of uh, explosion of free flowing football and. Um, and um, I, I, I would be happy to correct me then. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will see. We will see. Now, I was actually um, going to gloss over most of the middle. But then looking again, I thought the middle is actually where we'll have a lot of interesting clubs. And we don't know whether they'll be in the middle, maybe pushing for the Europa League or suddenly find themselves playing against relegation I mean that is I guess the quintessential Bundesliga existence you never quite know if you're one of those sides where you're going to end up but out of the let's use a little bit of pluralization here out of the Frankfurts and Schalkes and Hoffenheims and even Freiburgs of this league who is the most interesting one and who is most in danger you think i see two teams in danger to to start here one is uh, obviously schalke they had uh, enormous difficulties uh, financial difficulties uh, in the last month they have just signed one player so far they already mentioned vedat itbizovic um, com coming to to schalke as their striker with 36 years old 
Also, some of the players they had loaned out, Mark Ut to Cologne, uh, Rudi to Hoffenheim, uh, have come back. Um, they have uh, sold or, or first uh, loaned out uh, Weston McKenney, the American, to Juventus Turin, who they will um, very likely buy him then next season. They don't have any money. Uh, they have a lot of midfielders, but they they uh, they don't have enough defenders, uh, for example. So uh, Sebastian Rudi, who is a typical midfield player, has, has to play defender then. And they had a lot of difficulties scoring goals last uh, last season, and and they had this tremendous uh, run of. Uh, 16 games uh, in the second part of the season without winning and and I think if you bind that all together they should uh, at least consider uh, that they might up um, end up in the um, uh, relegation zone although I saw some of their um, uh, preparation and uh, maybe David Wagner is um, is able to transform them in some kind of uh, Huddersfield of the Bundesliga and uh, make the mighty Schalke into an interesting underdog. But but let's see. And the other team, interestingly, is although I highly regard uh, Christian Streich and for me he is one of the uh, top coaches in the Bundesliga. Also, Freiburg is a bit in danger, maybe. They also lost some important players. Robin Koch, uh, everybody knows that he went to uh, to Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds, um, but also other players. And they were immensely lucky last season. So when you look at expected goals and expected points, uh, they got a lot out more than uh, that probably might have been uh, deserved. So... If they get the wrong track, they also might might end up in, in a relegation struggle. Although altogether, you know, I think they are too good to go down. Well, I always tip Fabric to go down every single year. Um, <laughs> maybe once I'll get it right. I hope not because I like Freiburg. But it is hard to, to see their games and to see the amount of chances that they create and reconcile that with the results. Uh, I completely agree with you. I mean, but that is, again, the magic of Christian Streich. I mean, his team doesn't always play well, but they seem to find ways of of winning the points. Now, what about Frank? What about Frankfurt? You know, they, they did so well the season before last, challenging for the Champions League for a long time, getting all the way to the semi-final of the UEFA Cup. Then they lost their three big players up front. They replaced them with completely different players. Is this team now settling down? Or are they sort of in some kind of continuous, I don't want to say revolution, but continuous development process that ultimately doesn't really go anywhere? I, I would expect them to uh, finish higher up than, than last season. I don't see them as a contender for the uh, Champions League or so, but I uh, see them as a serious contender for... Uh, for the uh, European places, and um, they extended the contract of Adi Hütter. So, I, I, to 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 me, it all makes a very solid and a thing with a with a good foundation. And um, yeah, uh, I think they will play a good season. Balding is an awkward topic for men, yet a lot of us start losing our hair before we hit 40. And the best way to take control of hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. Hims was created to make it easy for guys to seek care, especially guys who avoid seeing the doctor in person for awkward health conversations. Not everyone wants to have personal conversations face to face with a stranger in a white coat. 
So Hims connects you to real doctors online which could save you hours. It's completely confidential and discreet. You'll get a proper consultation and they'll give you sound advice on what you can do to help your hair before it's too late. It couldn't be easier to book your free consultation. Just go to forhims.co.uk forward slash athletic. That's forhims.co.uk forward slash athletic. Okay, so let's turn our attention to the bottom part of this league. Or hmm. maybe we don't know, supposedly in the bottom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> VfB Stuttgart, Arminia Bielefeld, I mean the newly promoted sides. Stuttgart doesn't look like a team that will fight against relegation, but then that's been the problem in the past, that they haven't really looked like a team fighting against relegation, who have been fighting relegation and then have found themselves going down. As a result, are they better equipped for this for this battle this year? I think actually both teams are uh, well equipped. They they have both have uh, some attacking quality and and also uh, I think more importantly they have defensive quality because um, it's this interesting paradox of of promotion that when you to go up you need uh, a quality up front because you have to score more goals uh, than your opponents and when you want to stay up in the in in the uh, on the next level of football uh, you need to, uh, more stability against uh, very likely very often better teams so that you uh, concede less goals than um, your opponents and i think uh, both teams are well equipped and I, I think there is especially a lot of footballing quality with a lot of talent at VfB Stuttgart a, a squad put together by uh, Sven Mislintat who is a sports director there and um, some of the um, English uh, listeners will remember his name because he was um, uh, working for Arsenal also and he is, was a famous um, chief scout um, under Jurgen Klopp at Borussia Dortmund and uh, and I think he, he, he put together an interesting team but the same is true for um, Bielefeld maybe with the uh, a bit of less uh, quality with an interesting coach, Uwe Neuhaus, who is um, in his first season at, uh, as a head coach in, in the Bundesliga. He is a very experienced man. And um, uh, and when, when you look at his teams, uh, they ha he had been coaching over the years. They always played very decent um, football. He was many years at Union Berlin. He was um, some years at Dresden and so on. And um, and I, I think we can expect uh, some uh, decent football from them. But on the other hand side, uh, bo both teams are um, relegation candidates, uh, of course. Some of the listeners might know that, might not know this, but um, there's a well-known conspiracy in Germany that Bielefeld as a city doesn't actually <laughs> exist. Um, we will see them as a team. So um, let's see if they're... The Bundesliga existence will still be in existence come the end of the season. I think they will have some, they can go into this new season with some confidence, given the fact that we still have one or two teams in the league who perhaps shouldn't be there based on, on fairly atrocious performances last season. I'm thinking of Augsburg, I'm thinking of Mainz. I'm not thinking and of Cologne. Berlin for obvious reasons. Um, and Köln, yeah, although Köln under Markus Gister looked look much improved. Which of these sides will 
will join Stuttgart and, and Bielefeld, if, if indeed you're correct, in, in tussling at the bottom. My first Maybe all of them. Yeah, yeah. And we've, we haven't talked about Werder Bremen and uh, we don't know how, how much they have recovered from their last minute escape. Not so much, but last uh, uh, escape in the uh, relegation matches against Heidenheim. But Werder Bremen looked improved in uh, in the preparation so far for, for the new season. But let's see how stable things are. Uh, my, my, so my first candidate actually is Cologne. They probably will uh, lose their leading goal scorer, John Cordoba, this season. Uh, he is uh, likely joining Hertha. They have the problem, they have a, a far too big squad. They managed to, to reduce it a, a bit, where the players are very well paid and uh, are not, not uh, really willing uh, to, to leave. And um, they have some in, internal struggles on the, within the club, uh, not so much on the sporting side. So there is a, a lot of unrest uh, there. Uh, but, but, but also sporting-wise and towards the the end of the season you could see that they have a lot of problems so for me they are a candidate you also mentioned uh, Mainz and um, yeah they are a, a candidate too for, for the relegation and also as last season Union Berlin they brought a lot of players in changed a lot but I, I don't expect them to jump on a new level of uh, uh, footballing uh, quality. And so we will see a lot of working against the ball and a lot of uh, goals being scored after set pieces from them again. <laughs> and um, hopefully it will be enough this season again. Union strike me as one of those winners of this crisis in a way, because Sebastian Andersen is the kind of striker with his goal tally last season that you, in normal, normal circumstances you would have expected to leave to a bigger club but that kind of money doesn't seem to be there so they've been able so far uh, to hold on to him and he's absolutely yeah but I expect him to leave uh, maybe uh, uh, even this week uh, I, ah. I said that where uh, to Christoph to Cologne very likely Cordoba is leaving uh, to Hertha and with the with the money that um, Cologne is getting, they they want to sign Sebastian Andersson. And uh, I think the as far as I know, Union Berlin is prepared because uh, Andersson wanted to leave. They he was he was in talks with Celtic. He was in talks with Schalke, and he had a, also a release clause in in his contract. And uh, obviously, if Cologne gets 15 million f um, for Cordoba, they will be able to pay six million uh, for Sebastian Anderson and then Union Berlin will have to look to, to find somebody but I think they are uh, for a long time prepared for for this kind of uh, situation to to bring somebody else in okay so Anderson about to uh, enter the Cologne matrix yeah. what about Augsburg Augsburg look like a side that are just <laughs> hanging on and <laughs> perhaps they're just running out of running out of uh, gas this season? I don't think so, actually. I, I, I don't expect them to to be as much in the relegation uh, zone as they have been uh, last season. Uh, they brought on some experience. Uh, Strobel, for example, um, uh, goalkeeper Rafa Gikovic and, and others. And don't expect uh, huge entertainment from Augsburg. Um, uh, so, But I, I think they will be 
probably the example of the solid mid-table team uh, in the upcoming season. Okay, you've heard it here first. Well, one team we haven't mentioned so far is Tesco Hoffenheim. And if there's any Hoffenheim listeners complaining, we want to make sure we mention them at least once. So here it is. TSG Hoffenheim. Um, <laughs> Christoph, before I let you go, is there anything or anyone that you're particularly excited about seeing in action next season? Probably Florian Wirtz, uh, because he, the young teenage sensation from Bayer Leverkusen, because he is um, uh, still a bit the new kid on the block and, and somebody that helps you fantasize about what, what might be coming from him. On the other hand side, I'm not a huge uh, Bayern Munich fan and I'm a bit bored by um, uh, winning them every time. But it was really impressive how they um, played last season. And um, and I think we can expect a lot of uh, uh, great football from them uh, uh, next season. So um, I think they will not only win it, but they uh maybe will be the main provider of entertainment in the bundesliga yeah i i'd agree with that i'm also personally very interested about two teenage sensations from Dortmund, jude bellingham we've already mentioned but there's also yusufa mukoko who is only turning 16 in november he's already been breaking all sorts of scoring records in the under um levels and uh, will be having his professional debut before too long and that's going to be very, very exciting, especially if Jaden Sanchez and Erling Haaland are still around at that point. Erling Haaland already said that, that Mukoko is, is much better than than he was in the same age. <laughs> so uh, the, High praise, indeed. High praise, exactly. I think it would be fun, um, especially if and when fans are coming back. The signs are good that we'll see at least a few over the next few weeks. Leipzig have been given the all clear to start with eight and a half thousand, which uh, is, a, is a good start for the league and hopefully normality can resume as soon as possible. And hopefully you'll be there with us to follow uh, this crazy league of ours uh, when we come back next week. Until then, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.